again. See, to live is to suffer. But to survive well is to find a meaning in the suffering. Hey, I'm sick, falling, can't get up. Hey, I'm sick, falling, can't get up. Hey, I'm sick, falling, got to get up. Get back on my feet so I can tear shit up. Hey, I'm sick, falling, can't get up. Hey y'all. Hey. Hey y'all. Y'all. It's been too many days. I had to record today. And I know my man X right now is like on life support. So if you hear the smile in my voice is not because of that situation. I'm just truly happy to be recording today. That's all. Um, but yeah, y'all, this is World Outside My Windows. My name is Jay, and I'm here today. I'm here for it. Y'all, prayers up for DMX. I feel like that man has suffered with so many demons, and sometimes demons, you know, as we all do, fuck, we suffer with certain things about us that that could either help us or hurt us and sometimes your demons manifest in a way that you truly cannot control um i don't know dmx personally but i did meet him one time um when we were growing up in new york city my aunt used to live on i believe it was 132nd street um in harlem and I recall it was me, my mother, and my older sister walking down. I think we were going to come in, probably going to get on the train to go home. But X was just outside on the block. I don't think he had on a, um, what do you call those, farmer suits, a denim farmer suit and some fresh Tims. Um, and he was so humble. He was so nice. You know, he didn't make us feel like scallywags or like little, you know, heathen kids because we wanted a picture with DMX, you know. Um, and he was just out there on the block, just showing love to everybody, you know? And I remember he was like my mama's height. I always remember that about DMX. Uh, <laughs> but I remember me and my sister used to write the lyrics out back in the day before we had all this new high end technology shit where we could just Google the lyrics. <laughs> we used to write the lyrics down to the songs press recorded on the tape. Usually the, <laughs> y'all. The Just For Me tape, right? Because <laughs> we used to get perms back then. Um, yeah, we used to record songs from the radio. And one of them would be like DMX or Drag On, uh, the whole Rough Ride or EBE. Like, yo, me and my sister used to do that. That's how we used to remember the lyrics to songs. So, But Slippin' is one of my favorite songs. Um, it reminds me a lot of my life, you know? Like, um, sometimes I just... I slip backwards into these old habits that don't serve me. Um, sometimes I'm too emotional and I'm too abrupt and I'm too reactive. And um, that, don't, that doesn't serve the best purpose in my life. You know, sometimes I find myself having a good day and then, you know, I start thinking too hard about my future and I could be down in the pits by, through, by, by noon. Um, so slipping and falling, that's, that's really one of my jams. So, I hope y'all been praying for X if you care for him, if he's somebody who's influenced your life, because I'm really not one of those people who's too celebrity struck. You know, like I feel like all these celebrities are humans that made it to 
a pinnacle in their life that they were put on this earth for, you know? And so mostly, if anything, I just see it on a, on a, on a regular aspect, like, damn, this is somebody who I, who I looked up to or heard his music, not necessarily all the things he's did, he did, right. Or how he handled certain things, especially women, you know, but um, DMX kept it real. And, and that, that's, that's who he was. So um, prayers up for you, DMX, you know, but yeah, um, I just, I really wanted to record today. Like I've been, it feels like it's been longer than a week since I last recorded um, my um, Fuck Your Token episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today's episode, I don't even know what to call it. I just got some shit on my chest that I wanted to come here and get it off. So um, yeah, let's just get into a few things like. I want to talk about, I think last episode, I touched on a young black boy in Texas who was pulled over for marijuana. And the quote from the officer was that he was exhibiting strange behavior. I want to talk about this shit that they keep trying to use every time they find a reason to kill us. Okay. That we've exhibiting strange behavior. Um, Cause I watched a video today and, and I got to tell you how, I hate sometimes watching videos because the imprint of a visual really sticks with you more than words do, right? And so long story short, there's this couple that um, have a food truck and they share a food truck or they share a shared space um, with this Caucasian couple. And I believe it's their actual facility, but I believe that's where they go and prep their food or certain items that they need to have on their food truck that they can't do on the food truck. Any case, um, the Caucasian male exhibits this strange behavior one day while talking to the wife. And the wife feels so so caught off guard by his behavior, she calls her husband. And the husband comes and they're sitting down in this room, which is clearly this facility, which is clearly the Caucasian man and his wife. But his wife is not in, not there. I just see the Caucasian man. And what I find to be more interesting is that there's a sign on the back wall behind the Caucasian man sitting at the table. And the first thing that I see, it says, live your dreams. But anyway, so the, the Caucasian man, all you see all of a sudden just pulls out a gun and he's slow at pulling out the gun and the black man is quicker to react. But now let's pause that scenario and say he's not quick enough to react. And this guy just pulls the trigger on these two black couple. They're just two new more, two new black people added to the death toll. You know? However, the black man is able to subdue the white guy and restrain him enough that he can't pull the trigger on his gun. What strikes me more about the video and the commentary from the young wife the young black woman, is how she was afraid to even call the cops in this situation. She was afraid to call the cops because her fear was that the cops would show up and think her husband was the assailant. Now, I bring up this story just to compare and contrast, which I really hate to do because I keep saying, I'm not having these fucking conversations no more. We know what it is, right? But in Marvin's case, 
He was exhibiting strange behavior, they claim. When it is known after you took him to the hospital that he was schizophrenic and you put him in a cell, you tie him on to restraints, you pepper spray him, and you put a bag over his head, what they call a spit bag, which he was probably spitting because of the pepper spray. And he later dies of asphyxiation. And the only reason the seven motherfuckers involved got fired was because of his family, his family that chose to post it and speak out about it. And I just need to understand something. How is it that this Caucasian man now switching stories, the food truck building owner, whatever the fuck we want to call him, he got out of jail <laughs> that very morning. He was released. And I'm almost sure he didn't undergo no fucking psychiatric evaluation. He wasn't restrained. He wasn't pepper sprayed. Oh no, they, they put some high voltage through his ass. Now, and the other part about this story, which really grinds my fucking gear is just have this thought about if they had walked in there and this was a black man being restrained by some Caucasian man, they would have whooped his ass. They wouldn't have shot because they had been too afraid they would have shot the white man. So when, it, when they did get him, they would have beat his ass like they did the young boy who they pulled over the other day for a traffic stop. And they stomped him out, called him nigger, and then told him that they was going to file some false fucking charges against him so he could, so he could go to jail over a traffic stop. But as soon as these cops see that this motherfucker is white with the gun, oh, they just, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and electrocute him. And, you know, then it's, what's more unsettling is his lawyer, which I know you get paid. This is law. This is what you, you, you got to defend your client, puts out a statement like he would never do anything like this. He's not a racist. And I'm just saying this shit is on camera. I find it puzzling that you you motherfuckers are refusing to believe tape, actual footage with the accusers on them. These motherfuckers are so bold that they're saying they don't even care about the body cams or cameras that they gonna do what they doing to niggas and be and, and, and be acquitted of it. And I'm almost scared to look at the photos of the seven cops that were fired, not charged with murder, but fired in Marvin's case, because I'm sure somewhere there's a, there's, there's a black man or, or woman who allowed that shit to happen. I don't, I don't know. I know what message clearly they're sending. But if we ever thought to send the same message back, capital murder, electric chair. And all I can say to the video was, wow, shit is wild. How is it that a boy, a man, you know his condition and you still have no empathy. Seven of y'all? 
where is the fucking humanity gone? Like, no, just say because he was big and he was black that you wanted to make an example of another black man. And those same storylines, I'm reading stories about black men killing their black wives and their children. And then those same storylines, I'm reading about white mothers drowning their one-year-old babies. And what the fuck is going on? On the real though, like everybody's just losing their shit and there's just zero accountability going around for this fugazi shit we're experiencing on all ends, on all fucking cylinders. And if you're one of those people who feel like, you know, black people kill black people, yo, suck a penis. Save that fucking conversation. Because as I've always said, I am not chilling on the block excited to know that another black man killed anybody black to know that a black man took anybody's fucking life because instantly i know that's two lives destroyed the ones going to jail and the ones who have to plan the burial but in, you know in these instances where you white these white motherfuckers are doing things to us only one life is being tainted or destroyed and it's the black one. Because most cases other than Amber Geiger and the cop, the white motherfucker who shot a black boy for listening to music too loud in his vehicle. Other than those convictions, under under charge convictions, underserved convictions, I mean, you know, 10 years, you still get your life back, ma. And a federal fucking prison, you gonna come out with your teeth done. What are we talking about here? White motherfuckers kill a cop, kill a black boy in one state and it's hireable still in the next. George Floyd's fucking trial is going on this very week. And we gotta have a trial for what we know is murder. And then you're gonna slap him on the wrist and give him second, third. I mean, here are seven cops that ain't been charged with shit. No administrative leave. Just fired. <laughs> we'll fire you so you can draw unemployment from us or something. <laughs> I don't even know whether they qualify. But it's just, you know. And then it's like the person that you, all of these actions that you took, there is no remorse on these motherfucking cop side because you know what? They figure, ah, oh, what's the chances I get convicted? Just another nigga. It's like the scene when Radio Raheem was yoked up. This image is a movie. These actors, when you yell cut, will leave the set. But that lasting image of you choking him out to his feet didn't touch the fucking ground. I watched a video of a young black boy in a lunchroom and the officer lifted him off of his fucking feet in a chokehold. And the niggas recording were just standing there saying, oh yeah, he about to be out of there. 
He, it is funny to them. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck? We are so afraid of being the ones to be laying on the ground next or being yoked up next or shot next that we don't help our own, yo. And I'm sick of these black fucking cops and these badges doing nothing, no fucking accountability on their part. Because you don't understand that you are a nigga when you take off that fucking uniform. You hear these stories of all these high-end people, black folk getting pulled over and treated like shit because they ain't in their uniform. They don't have their badges on, their decorations to show that you should be fucking respected. All they see is that you are a nigga and we are still out here looking for fucking empathy and understanding. We can't sit down at meetings with motherfuckers without them pulling out guns on us and all we can do is talk about it. This shit is wild. When I say where my dogs at, like literally, where the fuck are they? What are we what are we doing, yo? What is happening? And that's really a rhetorical question because I can see clearly what the fuck is happening. Sometimes I can't even have these conversations. I keep saying I'm not going to have them because I get so angry that I carry the anger after I stop recording. I carry the anger after I stop watching. I carry the anger. I carry that essence, that moment with me. And I deflect on others around me because of my anger with a situation. But it's like, how much longer are we just going to be the ones standing behind the fucking camera watching our people get slaughtered? Regardless to whom, I'm tired of people posting these fucking black fight videos of black people in Walmart fighting, acting like fucking animals, of them in the airport acting like fucking animals with each other. I'm sick of seeing this shit and I'm sick of the black person on Facebook resharing and reposting the shit. What, what vision are you, what are you doing? You are giving the very people who feel like this is why they can kill us this image, this re reappearing fucking image. We are not all angry. We are not all fucking animals or savages who don't have home training. Most of us got our asses whooped as children. Most of us were taught to respect our fucking elders and adults. Most of us were taught the right fucking way to live. We were given the tools. But people are just saying, looking at us, nah, you don't deserve to fucking live today. And whether they're in a badge or they're your fucking neighbor, the people are just, they're looking at us and saying, we ain't shit. And every time you repost these fucking images or you have a TV show called Love and Hip Hop degrading us, given the very images of the shit that they sh- that, that makes us look like the very thing that they keep trying to kill off. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I 
I'm not acting like sometimes violence don't like have to take place. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes people need their fucking head knocked right off their shoulders. Absolutely right. But do we always got to be pulling out our phones to record it? It's like, you know, you more hyped to become a fucking, become a trend, right? Because YouTube is paying everybody, I guess. So you just want to check. It don't matter that that's a human being being attacked. It's like Cornell West was saying to Don Lemon, you know, I understand the people who are recording what happened to George Floyd, but I don't think I could have stood there and watched that. They would have had to take me too. It's like the black Congresswoman who saw a black man being harassed one day on her way to work and she pulled the fuck over and stopped that shit. And I know a lot of us don't wanna be out here or locked up. My fear is it's being put in prison. I don't wanna see what that shit is like. I've seen enough shows. But I don't know, it's just, we gotta, I don't know. I don't know, I don't wanna be one of those people like, oh, well, you know, as black people, we gotta do better. No, but we do, especially, you know, we do. We control our content. If nothing else, we control our content. We control our narrative. We control that shit. And sometimes I think we give people exactly what they want. What they think we are, what they want to see. And that's not us. Some of us, yeah. Some of us are fucking violent and crazy and wild and like to wild out. Yeah. But that exists in every nationality, you know? I'm just saying, like, we control some shit and some stuff we just don't, we don't do right by exposing. And these people are just these people have really just, I can't even say that it's new. This abuse is written all over our history the very history that they keep telling us to get over, <laughs> the very history they keep telling us to forget. It's written all over us and it's, it's, it's not stopped yet. But I'm definitely seeing more, more black exposure and I, I get, I don't like people trying to pander to us because we don't need, we don't need that shit. We're solid as fuck. We just need to do a little bit of house cleaning, housekeeping, but we're good. It's wild. That's all I could just, that's all I could say after watching that video. Damn, that's wild. Not surprising, but wild. When I hear seven officers, there's one man. Y'all jumped him? Y'all niggas is a gang? You are some fucking cowards. The saddest part is some of these very people have children that walk this world and they create, they, they, they do such heinous things in the name of race, but expect the people around them to stay covered and protected. And 
keep thinking, damn, you never heard of karma? You think you can just keep being out here putting out all this this shit that you're doing and doing what you're doing to people and you don't never worry. Y'all motherfuckers just go home at night. I, I want how I want to know how how the, their spouses feel. How do you feel knowing you were you're married to a fucking murderer? Somebody who had options or a choice not to harm this man, put him in restraints and and pepper spray him all in the same action. Knowing he had a disability, and you and you and you 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 you, you did what you did anyway. Then you go home and you go to sleep at night. Then you get up the next day and you go back to work like nothing happened. Like, meanwhile, this boy's family is and people in prison in the jail are telling them about what they heard, the sounds. So they was taking turns with this one boy over a spliff. I don't know. I pray for better days though, because this, hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen in this George Floyd trial, but I feel I feel something is is brewing. A civil unrest is coming. And I just hope everybody's ready. I just hope everybody that wants to keep fucking with us is ready. Because it's not going to be peaceful. And I think we are truly tired of suffering at the hands of others. I know I am. I'm tired of the image of it, the stigma of it, the status of it. I'm, I really am. Stay woke. I love y'all. Love and light.